Blog Talk Radio.
Heaven and earth bow down before you. Praise the Lord. Welcome to Miracle Internet Church. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is a wonderful opportunity that we have, not only to worship the Lord, to fellowship together in his word, to serve him, but to praise him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, God is forever reaching out to us. He's forever trying to rail us in and 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 get us to see what he's trying to do in us so that we can cooperate with him. But when we are angry with God because he didn't do things the way we thought he ought to do them, he didn't act in the way that we decided he ought to act, then we put a block between ourselves and the mercy of God. We erect our own hindrance. And saints, that's a serious matter. That's a very serious matter. All of us have read scriptures and we have these thoughts and expectations, but all of that must come subject to the will of God. He is the living word. Amen? So when we find ourselves in a place of disappointment or surprise or amazement because God isn't acting the way we thought he would, we have to come to a humbling resolution that we are wrong. I know some of us want to stand there and quote the word to the word himself. Regardless of that, he's not wrong. You're wrong. I'm wrong. We're wrong. He's never wrong. And when we finally choose to humble ourselves, we must humble ourselves. The word says we have to humble our own selves. When we humble ourselves, able to show us the error of our ways, the fault in our belief system. Amen? The fault that's in our belief system. We think, well, as I've stated many times, the kingdom of God does not pivot on your I thought. Well, I thought, well, the kingdom of God does not pivot on that. And it's very serious. Many times saints get themselves into a rut that's a serious rut because they've decided that God's supposed to act in a certain way and he doesn't fit into your little box. You know, we've had the sermons about trying to shove God into your little box. And it just doesn't work. And I I can't say it enough. 
It doesn't work, and it will never work. The word of God is not bound. Amen? So God is going to be God whether you agree with him or not. We encourage you from Amos chapter 3, verse 3, to line yourself up with God, to come into agreement with him whether you like it or not, whether it personally suits you or not. Amen? Two can walk together. However, sometimes we just refuse. Sometimes we're strong-willed, and our will is what we want no matter what God is doing. Well, guess what? That won't work. God will let us sit there until we come to our senses. And many a person has gotten an attitude with, and most certainly with any minister that he attempts to use to bring them into rightness, to bring them into the right way. The first response is usually anger. Anger. Why? Because you told them what they didn't want to hear. Amen? It's anger. But you know something? Just because you're angry doesn't mean you're right. So I'm giving you this word because I want to help you. For when you have those times when you're running butthead into the will of God, you want to go this way and God says not. That means you need to change and do what he wants. You cannot manipulate God. You might have been able to manipulate everybody in your family, but you cannot and will not manipulate God. It just isn't going to work. Okay? He is the ultimate, all right, that's the end of that. And that's the way it is. So we're told to humble ourselves, resist the devil, and he'll flee from us. But some of us, are, you know, we just have this attitude that it's not possible for us to be wrong about what we know because the scriptures say stuff. You can't tell God about his. He is the scriptures. Come on. All this to try. And it doesn't work. Okay? It just doesn't. So rather than beat your head against a wall and continually frustrate yourself, humble yourself. Hand out, hand off your anger, your frustration, your bitterness, your disgust. Hand it off to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I'm wrong. I can't hold on to this because it's not in the character and nature of Jesus. So if you don't mind, sir, can I hand this off to you? You'd be amazed. You'll be amazed what God will do when you finally begin to humble yourself. When you get off your own little high horse and your own little soapbox where you don't stand there and preach to him. I know, and I know what works and I know what doesn't work. When you're wrong, God will let you sit there and stew until you decide to change. 
so. You can stop talking to as many people as you want to stop talking to. You can be as frustrated and angry as you want to be for as long as you want to be. But you're just prolonging it. The humility is what God is looking for. The repentance of your attitude is what God is looking for. Trying to blame and, oh, you hurt my feelings. And, oh, no, that just proves you're still childish and immature. Amen. It just proves you're still running back to the same little childish ways you had before. You're still in the flesh. So, God will help you. God will help you if you humble yourself. Even if you don't like what's being reported to you, you need to humble yourself and say, Lord, is that really the truth about me? Amen. Amen. All come to these places in our Christian walk. Why? Because we're all human. There are no perfect people here. And, you know, you can't sit yourself up on a pedestal saying, you know, situation is the worst situation there is. That is simply not the truth. There are others whose situation is more difficult and more complicated than yours. You just don't happen to know about them. Why? Because it isn't any of your business. That's why. Amen? So let us continue practice of humbling ourselves before the Lord every single day. It keeps you out of a lot of mess. Amen? It you out of a lot of mess. When you stop blaming God for your life not being perfect the way you want it, when you stop blaming God for every little thing that frustrates you because maybe you're just exhausted and you need to shut your mouth and go to sleep. You could ask him for some mercy, you know. He's very merciful. God is extremely merciful. Ooh. Just last Sunday, I discovered a whole new level of mercy. I knew it was there. But I experienced it. Very merciful. Ask him to, to put you to sleep so you can rest and come back to your real self and get out your flesh. He'll do that for you. He will do that for you. But you got to change that hard head, stiff neck. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it because I don't want to hear it. That's just not going to work. It doesn't work with anybody. Amen. You know, um, I just forgot what I was about to say. Anyway, there are several songs that talk about how ridiculous humans act. You know, the scriptures say that love does not insist on its own way. And I've preached countless sermons 
on humbling ourselves and doing things God's way, not the way we think. There's going to be some time when God is going to decide to move this way and it doesn't make any sense to you at all. But then think about it. Are higher than your thoughts, and his ways are higher than your ways. You don't have the market on thoughts and ways. You never have, and you never will. We are dust, hot air blown into us, basically. But he's God. He's God. He's God. So either you're going to humble yourself and trust him no matter the circumstance or you're not, and you have to decide that. You have to decide that. Well, God, I'm with you on point A, check. I'm with you on point B, check. I'm not so excited about point three. But this point four, I just can't tolerate it. Well, saints, that's how Judas was. That's how Judas Iscariot thought. That was his mindset. When you discover that that's the same mindset that Judas Iscariot had, it's time to ditch that. Start over. You can ask God, can we just start this over? I'm not doing so good in this. I did that not too long ago. I kept hitting this wall with God. I said, let's just start over. I'm not doing so good in this, and and I need to do better. So let's just start all over. He was gracious to me. That same graciousness is available to you if you want it. But if you just got to have it your way when you want it, the way you want it, it's not going to work. Amen. Amen, and a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian, international, non-denominational, holy, Internet church. And we meet on the Internet every Wednesday and every Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America. And whatever time that is, wherever you are around the globe. Amen? We invite you to join us in our chat room, and our chat room is located on our webpage. And our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com. That's MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link, page changes. Click guest. When the page changes, type in your name, one of those that can be located on your birth certificate. Amen. Thank you, Brother Bill. And add your comments, your greeting to the saints in the chat room, and they will respond to you. Praise God. So there you have it. So now you have a heads up on what to do when you find yourself completely frustrated with God, and chances are you're frustrated about certain things, pointed, 
upset, tempted to be angry with him. First of all, you need to forgive yourself for the way you're treating the one who bled and died for you. You need to forgive you because you're just as wrong as you can be. You are. Nobody goes through life not ever being wrong. It's just not possible. You're human. It's part of the human condition. Amen? So forgive yourself. Tell the Lord you forgive him, and you know that you're wrong. It always helps to tell the truth. And then he'll forgive you because you need it, okay? You need continual forgiveness. And ask him to help you and to show him where you're wrong and why you're wrong. And then the entire psalm in Psalm 119 is pleading with God to teach me your ways so I'll do right. That's the basic theme all the way through. Amen. But you got to humble yourself. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't know what the temperature is where you are, but it's mighty warm in Florida. I'll just put it that way. So, the Bible says, but now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Really? Yep, that's what God says. And anger is a symptom of hurt or frustration. Take your anger to your heavenly Father who understands all things. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, the hurts that we've received and the frustrations that we have felt has caused anger to develop in our lives. We bring our anger to you now, and we ask you to replace it with your healing love. You are the healer of all our inner hurts, frustrations, wounds, and disappointment. Thank you, Lord, for nurturing in our lives. Father, we thank you for Jesus, who is our high priest. Though he was tempted in all ways that we've been tempted, he remained without sin. But I know he understands our anger, and I believe He will lead us to freedom from its torment in our lives. Father God, you are full of mercy and grace. We ask you to apply your mercy and grace to the hurt that we've received. Please let your balm of Gilead heal each one. Lord, thank you for inviting us to cast all of our tears upon you. We do so now by surrendering our frustrations, our hurts, and our cares to you. Help us to maintain an attitude of kindness, mercy, and patience toward others. Help us also to forsake worrying, judging, criticizing, finding blame, finding fault, 
in others, which leads to frustration and anger. Teach us to forgive those who hurt us at all times. And we realize that they may not actually have hurt us. We were just in the wrong attitude. Help us always to deal with anger in positive, constructive ways. With your help, Lord, we will never let the sun go down on our wrath again. That's a sin. It is our heartfelt desire to always follow your perfect way and will in all things and to pursue the most excellent way of all, the way of love. Thank you, Father, for lifting the burden of anger from us. Amen. Through your guidance and leadership in our life, we know we will learn to cease from anger and to forsake all wrath. We respond to your love, dear Father, and as we do so, the anger we were feeling is fading away. Thank you so much. For your care. Well, thank you, Lord. So, Heavenly Father, we lift up to you all the members of Miracle Internet Church that are experiencing this. Amen. We lift them up to you, Lord, and we ask for your tender comfort in their life, for your mercy to override their foolishness their anger, their frustration, their sin, their bitterness, their weariness, and for the God of all compassion and comfort to comfort them. We thank you, Father, for your love pouring out. In Jesus' name, amen. You're right. No, it was more than 100 here yesterday, Brother Bill. It, it it was over 100. Coming across the bridge, it was 105. Both bridges. Well, we have several, but two in particular, it was 105. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was 105 coming across the bridge. However, God is able. Amen? God is able. Now, praise the Lord. You know, um, I want to pray about something. I want to pray about something. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving me the prayer bag. I can't pull it in my head right now. Ah. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, in a few days from now, people in the United States of America will celebrate what we call Independence Day, the 4th of July. And we've already fasted for this particular nation and for other nations around the world where our members live. 
We ask you, Father, for protection and safety during these times. We've come through a very long month where the LGBTQIA plus group inflames situations with those who do not agree with their stance. We ask you, Lord, for your mercy. Yes, Father, we need serious mercy. There's much going on, much going on in the background, demons running everywhere, and we need your mercy. We need your intervention, Lord. We need your intervention. So we come to you asking for some safety, safety during this particular season and holiday. We ask you for safety. And from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, We take authority, dominion, and power, all the activities of the demonic and occultic realm in Jesus' name. We bind those activities. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness. We send them into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Father, we want to thank you that you keep your eyes on the righteous. We ask you, Lord, to protect us even from ourselves. In Jesus' name, we ask you to protect us from all that would attack us in the name of Jesus. We ask that you keep our neighborhoods safe. <laughs> We bind murder and its strong men in the name of Jesus Christ. And we forbid their perpetration into the places where we live. We take authority, dominion, and power over domestic violence. We take authority, dominion, and power over overindulgence in drugs, in drinks, and in food. Overindulgence to the point that lawlessness is our main mode. We bind that in the name of Jesus Christ. Independence was achieved because war took place. And the war was won by some groups. Father, we ask that you bring the American people and those who are in its territories and borders to understand what independence really does mean and how it really is achieved. And that death came, lives were lost, blood was shed in order for us to live in freedom. But freedom is not to be abused. This is an opportunity to commemorate the price that was paid for freedom. 
Jesus Christ, you paid the ultimate price for freedom for us on Calvary. And this is an excellent time to reflect on the price that you paid for our lives. We want to thank you, Lord, for this excellent opportunity to stand up for what is right. We want to thank you for this excellent opportunity to stand up for your truth. We want to thank you for this excellent opportunity to be appreciative of those who have given their lives, laid down their lives, so that those of us that experience freedom and independence and liberty may experience it. We ask you, Lord, for driving the point home. For driving the point home. Liberty and freedom are not free. A price must be paid, not only to receive, but to maintain. We thank you, Lord, for those who have paid the ultimate price. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for paying the ultimate price. And we ask you, Lord, to bring us into a humbler mindset of gratitude and appreciation. Gratitude and appreciation. And we give you the praise, glory, and honor for your move, your intervention toward this end. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You know, saints, we we pray every week, and we see um, people and groups and nations going the wrong way, making the wrong choices, receiving the wrong rhetoric. But keep praying. Keep standing. God is listening to our prayers. He's answering our prayers. And he can turn the tide. It doesn't matter how passive your nation is. You know, Canada and Australia and others are extremely passive. They've let those people just run roughshod right over them. But if you keep praying, God will answer prayer, saints. Pray without ceasing. That's what the Bible says. God will hear and he will answer. God will hear, and he will answer. Amen? So we're going to keep seeking the Lord because we need him to intervene. We need him to do what only God can do. We need God to do what only God can do. Amen? Amen. So maybe... You need to pray for your neighborhood during this upcoming weekend, that the peace of God will be in your neighborhood. You need to plead the blood of Jesus over your city or over your county or wherever it is you reside. Maybe you need, before you shove that hot dog in your mouth, yes, you've been waiting to eat it. It's your favorite kind. But before you get there, 
Maybe it's time for some prayer. Amen? Maybe it's time for some prayer. I'm certain that it is. And I want to encourage you to join me in a time of prayer so that some lives will be saved, some young hotheads won't run out and find a gun and decide it's time to play cowboys and Indians in the middle of the night. Amen. At some family gatherings, the argument won't get so heated that it becomes fatal. You need to pray, saints. That's what you need to do. God will feed you plenty, but first let's pray. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. God will feed you plenty. He knows the saints like to eat. That's why he's got a banqueting table set up for us. Amen. He knows all about us. Amen. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over the spirit of suicide. We bind it. We bind it first in Miracle Internet Church. We bind the spirit of suicide in Miracle Internet Church. We bind it. We cage you. We chain you with eternal chains and darkness. We command you to loose your grip and hold. We break your grip and hold. We break your grip and hold in Miracle Internet Church. We break your grip and hold. In the name of Jesus Christ, we break your grip and hold. And all over the world, we break your grip and hold in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of suicide. We bind those lying demons that tell the lies that they tell in Jesus' name. We take those lives back from you with the blood that was shed on Calvary in Jesus' name. We take those lives back from you. You're not going to get away with it. Those lives back from you in the name of Jesus. And we claim them as our inheritance in Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we ask you to release your heavenly angels to help those people who are tempted towards suicide. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Help those people. They're weak. Jesus already paid for them. He, he, He became sin for them already. Help them, Lord. Your mercy and your help in the, in a time of need. No, they haven't come to Christ. They're too busy trying to do it themselves, just like we used to. But, Lord, we're crying out for their lives right now. We're crying out for their lives. And we're asking you to spare their lives, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Spare their lives. Let no innocent blood be shed in Jesus' name. And now for the weather. 
Fathers, the Bible says that you're able to make grace abound towards us. We ask for grace. We ask for grace. There are people that can't withstand the heat. There are people that don't have any air conditioning at all. There are all kinds of conditions. We could talk about it all night. But we need your grace. We will not survive without you. We need your grace. We ask you to extend your grace to everybody who needs it. Yes, Lord, even those in the occult. Your grace is sufficient for us, no matter what the temperature is. And no matter how much the utility bill becomes, no matter the fact that the utility company tells us to turn our power off. Your grace is sufficient for us. We depend on your grace. Not on the utility company, not on our own devices. We depend on your grace, Lord. We ask you to bring Bring your grace. Bring your grace, Lord. Your mercy and your grace. Look at your son. He's already been to Calvary. The mercy seat is covered. We need your grace, Father. We need your grace. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name. We thank you on behalf of those who don't even have the thought enough to ask you. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. (sighs) Yes, Lord, spare your heritage. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their wicked powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. And we continually bind them and all their reinforcements in Jesus' name. Thank you. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. 
We bind the sources of our witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, electronic, digital technology demons, and their attacks. We bind Leviathan spirits and their attacks. We bind all brainwashing Kundalini spirits and their attacks, all water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, sorcery devils and their attacks, all pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust, drone spirits, and their attacks in Jesus' name. We bind all seducing, womanizing, quartum spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer in their attacks, all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals in their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. Amen. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, 5G and all components, everything coming off the satellite, through our cell towers, from any beam posts, from any posting where there's beams going forth, we raise the shield of faith, and we reboomerang uh, those beams back to wherever they came from in Jesus' name. And the use of our electronic and technological devices in Jesus' name. We bind 5G and all of its components. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult, we bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits, which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy, microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons. Thank you, Lord, for the word of God. Thank you, Lord, for the word of God. We bind the hypnotic and trance devils, mystic rituals, and their intent. We overturn and empty the cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Jewish. Runga de de brisha la de Dios sola la de orre kahare silla la de Dios sur gisa la de Dios sola la la ya corre raka kurgunde rishinde da bruka de de diosa raka kurisila da Dios sonda da brike de de diora la ya sande rike de de brusha la de Dios sola la de Dios sunde de brike de ruguhura rike de de brisha la de Dios sonda da brike de de diosuta raka dor kise beru kushe raka kurikise de de brusha de de diosa Ruka de rebrisha da la diosola de anda rugur rugur gise de rebru raka kurisunde de menesha kurra la la yasa yare gise me ruhula la yasa. Thank you, Lord. Raka kurisi we raka kishi rukohore kise tarabrisha tarabri. North American, South American, rike de rebrisha la la European, ruka de rebrisha la diosola la la. Russian, Scandinavian, 
Arabian, all of Africa, China, the Koreas, North Korea, South Korea, the Philippines, Malaysia, Indonesia, indigenous groups, global cabal groups. Every coven of witches, warlocks, wizards, sorcerers, and diviners and pagans. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, sir. Amen. Any place where the occult works are being practiced, we bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind all the shamans and their wickedness in Jesus' name. We bind all the walk-ins and their evil in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in the name of Jesus Christ. All forms of voodoo, hoodoo, and cultural witchcraft in Jesus' name. We bind you and we bind your tactics and your demons that answer to you. In the name of Jesus, we bind your witchcraft dances, your tribal rituals that are sin. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the spirits that go to the groves in the name of Jesus. We bind your sacrifices, your food sacrifices. Your blood sacrifices. Every sacrifice you make, we have bound it in the name of Jesus Christ, chained it with eternal chains under darkness, sent it into the spiritual cage, into the feet of Jesus for judgment. We call you in the name of Jesus. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, shape-shifting spirits. We take authority, dominion, and power over the demons in the Dominican Republic, and Haiti, Father, we ask you in your mercy to continue to raise up Christians in Haiti and to continue breaking the curses off of that island, that people, and that culture that their ancestors brought upon them in the name of Jesus. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in the American culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse devils. 
satanic worship, witchcraft, dedication, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. You're bound in Jesus' name. We bind all demons. We bind Mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind food, lust, addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus. We return to sender according to the covenant all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. Astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against that, all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender, all witchcraft attacks through channeling, and the satellites against the websites and against the members. We bind all and return to sender all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, juju, hexes, and shaman rituals in Jesus' name. Returning all Nigerian witchcraft, all tribal witchcraft all Chaldean witchcraft, all Spanish witchcraft, breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink which are displeasing to Jesus Christ, binding superficial religious acts, binding family devils in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, The Spirits and Works of the Oppressors, The Spirit and the Children of Disobedience. We bind Martial Arts, Yoga, Transcendental Meditation, Antichrist Ideologies and Doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic, Spirits and Practices, Lewdness, Perversions, The Outworking of Vain Deceit, Death Spirits, Spirits of Destruction, Chaos and Mayhem, Oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, bio-PK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of pride in the name of Jesus that keeps us in rebellion in the name of Jesus. We bind every ruko. We cut off his seven heads. Oof. Woo. We decapitate him in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind him. We chain him with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name and all of his agents. 
We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, food, and soulish sacrifices. In Jesus' name, we bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, idle mind, unfocused mind, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Basilic, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, On, Isis, and all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and 72. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness, and we send you into the spiritual cage. To the feet of Jesus for judgment, we undo the works of all demonic weapons, fire poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual in Jesus' name, ceremony, pledge, vow, pact, Interference with the normal flow of justice and law. Backhanded deeds. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, and masonry, and all of that of the associated organizations as well in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of foolishness, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled, and we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. Father, we return to sender. Every attack being sent against a member of Miracle Internet Church, we return the attacks to the sender, Father, according to the covenant in Jesus' name. Every attack, every attack, every attack must go back in the name of Jesus Christ. Every attack. Every attack, every attack must go back in Jesus' name. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their own mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive. But the Spirit of God says to the church, we repent of an evil heart of unbelief. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, 
and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Amen. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially persecuted Christians, Father. We ask you, Father, to give them the breakthrough with recovery that they need in Jesus' name. And especially all Christians that were left behind in Afghanistan or some other place. We take authority, dominion, and power over every demon that was followed to us, sent to us, transferred to us, to leave us now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover ourselves and our means of transportation, even if it's walking. The road that we travel in the blood of Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over all interferences of our path in Jesus' name. We thank you for your warring, linking angels, protecting us and warring on our behalf in Jesus' name. We thank you for your praising angels. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. But most of all, Father, we thank you for your very presence because you say when two or three of us come together in your name, there you are in the midst. So, Father, we cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams. We command them to stay away. We ask for giant warrior angels to protect us, and we thank you for them. Amen. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, all burning vices. We command them to come out in Jesus' name. All burning vices. We command them to come out in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut and burn. And destroy ungodly silver cords and ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leads, and all of the forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down and destroy and blow up walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, and such. We break the power of all charms, love spells, vexes, hexes, curses. Uh Uh-huh, fetishes, all witchcraft, bewitchment, death, potions, jinxes, all mind control, psychic prayers and thoughts, voodoo, magic, sorcery, destruction, sickness, pain, and torment, psychic power, psychic warfare, prayer chains, incense and candle burnings, incantations, chanting, ungodly blessings, voodoo, crystal, root work, and everything, tribal rituals and sins. And everything that comes from the occult, demonic, satanic, and witchcraft world in the name of Jesus. We want to thank you, Lord, for your grace and your power. We know, Lord, that you protect us wherever we are, whether we're on the road or we're at home. You protect us, Father, in Jesus' name. 
Thank you, Lord. We return to the sender spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery. Thank you, Lord. Blindness, bondage, heaviness, and fear in the name of Jesus. We break every yoke that's not there because of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the liberty. We thank you for freedom to repent of every evil work and deed. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for convicting power to everyone in Miracle Internet Church in Jesus' name. Save our souls so that you may have the glory. We give you praise, glory, and honor. We thank you for this prayer, Father, and we release upon the body of Christ ah, the faith of God in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. The faith of God in Jesus' name. Amen. So tonight, our featured psalm is Psalm 80. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7. And our featured ebook is one that everybody should have read by now, Baptism of the Holy Spirit endued with power from on high. Amen? Endued with power from on high. So tonight, saints, we're going to talk about need an answer. Do you need an answer? Well, maybe there's something we can say to help you. Need an answer? Most of us do about something at some time or other. Mmm. Thank you, Jesus, for the grace to get over ourselves. Amen. Need an answer. Saints, we must all learn in our journey with the Lord what is meant by appropriating faith, what it really means. Appropriating faith, that's a big term, what it really means. In this case, it refers to the use of what is suitable or fitting for a particular purpose or occasion and taking it for that usage. In this case, it refers to the use of what is suitable or fitting for a particular purpose or occasion and taking it for that usage. We must learn to take and use what God offers to us. Hmm, that's a good one. Hope God's blessings sometime in the future. Hope is expecting, it's an expectation of God's blessing and favor sometime in the future. Faith is taking now what God offers. So while so while hope to the future, faith acts now. Hope looks to the future, faith acts now. Amen. Faith 
is taking now what God offers. That's right. We must learn to take and use what God offers to us. We are to believe what God says he has done for us. We are to believe what God says he has done for us and to act on it. We are to take our liberty just as the slaves of the South did after the Emancipation Proclamation of President Abraham Lincoln. All they needed was a word. They got it and they ran with it. I'm proud of them. Amen. We are to take our liberty just as the slaves of the South in America did after the Emancipation Proclamation of President Abraham Lincoln. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is an eternal, worldwide emancipation proclamation of liberty from service and bondage to the old tyrant master of sin and sickness, the devil. Amen. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is an eternal, worldwide, Emancipation Proclamation of Liberty from Service and Bondage to the Old Tyrant Master of Sin and Sickness, the Devil. And we need to know that we've been set free. Amen? We need to act like we have been set free. Amen? We need to act that way. We need to think that way. We need to believe that way. We need to act that way. Amen. When Jesus proclaimed from the cross, it is finished, he meant that the work was done. When Jesus proclaimed from the cross, it is finished, he meant that the work was done. It would help significantly if we all would finally decide to believe him. It's monumental. Yes, it is. As God sees it, it is completed. God expects us to receive and to reckon as done what Jesus says is done. If Jesus says it's done, that's it, it's done. Done. What does done mean? All right. Done means a settled, sealed, and final decision of his will. That's what done means. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, Galatians, New Testament, chapter 3, verse 13 means, Christ hath redeemed us 
from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. We read Christ past in the past tense. It's already happened. That means that the redemption has already taken place. Jesus Christ has already of redemption, which released us from the curse of the law. How did he do it? All right. Jesus Christ was made a curse for us. All the curses of all the people all over the world from all eternity, from Adam forward, Jesus took it on himself. It was put on him. He took it all. He took the wrath of God for us. So now, God has put our redemption from the curse of the law in the past tense. He's already handled it. He's already taken care of it. It's done. God has redeemed us from the curses of not living life perfectly nor obeying his word to the letter. He has redeemed us, came upon us from not doing what we should have done. Amen. We receive our deliverance From this, when we repent of our sins and receive Jesus Christ as our Redeemer. Amen? We participate in this when we repent of our sins. Amen? And we receive Jesus Christ as our Redeemer. Praise the Lord. I needed a redeemer. I hope you realize that you needed one too. Amen. Praise God. In Deuteronomy, we're not going to turn there, but in Deuteronomy chapter 28 and in Deuteronomy chapter 29 and other scriptures, we read about illness and disease. We read about illnesses and diseases. In Isaiah chapter 53, beginning with verse 4, Isaiah, Old Testament, chapter 53, beginning with verse 4, we read the following. Surely he hath, past tense, Born our grief and carry, past tense, our sorrows. He has already borne all of our griefs that we will ever have and carried all of the sorrows that we will ever experience. 
Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But, verse 5, he was wounded, past tense, for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Punishment. He took the pain, the grief, the suffering, the bruising, the chastisement, that we can walk free. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. He hath born means that it is now past tense. Done. Finished. In the past. Regarding the redemption of our souls and bodies from sickness and disease, God wants us to go forth in obedience, behaving as if we actually believe him. Over in First Peter, I think it's First Peter, might be Second Peter today. <laughs> I've been up a long time. Where it says, by his stripes we have been healed. By his stripes. Looking back at Calvary, we have been healed. Amen. We have been healed. There we go. That looks better. Mm-hmm. So we want to thank the Lord that we have a Calvary to look back upon. Amen. First Peter chapter two verse twenty four. First Peter chapter two verse twenty four. First Peter chapter two verse twenty four Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree on Calvary that we now being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Were healed. Past tense. It's already happened. Your healing provision is already here. It's been here for a long time. It was here when you were conceived at birth. When you were conceived, it was here at birth. It was here after birth. It's here now. Amen? It's been released. Amen. He hath born means that it is now past tense, done, finished. In the past, regarding the redemption of our souls and bodies from sickness and disease, 
God wants us to go forth in obedience, behaving as if we actually believe him. When God says that he has already done this, we ought to believe him and walk in the truth. When God says that he has already done this, we ought to believe him and walk in the truth, live our lives in the truth. Feelings are not truth. Oh, I had this pain on my side, you said. And I called in, Pastor Sabrina, and you prayed for me, and the pain went away. And then about a month later, it came back. No, it didn't. You were healed. You finally received your healing. And now what you have is a reinforcing demon coming to steal it. That's what that situation is. Now, either you're going to rise up against that reinforcing demon and make him wish he'd never thought of you, or you're just going to lay there and pretend you never got healed. Which is it going to be? Amen? Which is it going to be? Only you can decide. Amen. That is the truth. That is the truth. That is the truth. You're either going to stand for your healing and stand against all odds, or you're not. You have to decide that. I can't come do that for you. Mark chapter 11, the gospel of Mark chapter 11, beginning verse 24. Mark chapter 11, beginning with verse 24. The gospel of Mark, New Testament, chapter 11, verse 24. Read, Jesus speaking, therefore I say unto you, Yes, Jesus is talking direct to you. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, that's when you pray, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. That's what he said. I'll give it to you again. What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. That's what he said. Jesus authorizes and commands us to believe that we receive. Well, I can do that next next week. No, that's not what he said. He said, when ye pray. What time? When you pray. When you pray, right then and there. We are to continue to believe that God gave us what we asked for when we pray. That's that's the condition of Mark 11, 24. In fact, some people have grown to the place that they won't pray until they're in the position to believe. 
Ah. Mm. We are to continue to believe that God gave us what we ask for when we pray. We are to continue to praise and to thank him for what he has given us. It is after, A-F-R, after we believe we have received what we ask for, that means obeying the scripture, obeying the scripture right here, after we believe he has heard our prayer, that change steps in. Really? Really? You see, we have to learn to obey the scriptures. This is not about religion. This is a relationship with God. We must learn to obey the scriptures. Not your I thought, what it is written says. Amen? Then, when we believe, when we pray for the things that we desire, then the imperishable seed, which is his word, begins to grow in us. Farmer has to get the sowing of his seed into the past tense before it is possible to reap a harvest. He can want a crop all he wants, but until he marches out there and gets the ground prepared and takes the seed and puts it into the ground, he ain't going to get a harvest. He can sit there hoping and praying all he wants, but until he gets that seed into properly prepared ground, he can hang it up. It's just not going to happen. And that's what Jesus is telling us in Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Amen. You've got to have a heart that's prepared to believe and receive when you pray. Oh, yeah. I know. The farmer has to get the sowing of his seed into the past tense. It's got to be, he's got to be done with putting that seed in the ground before it is possible to reap a harvest. The permanent receiving of God's word, which is the imperishable seed, has to be sown into the good ground of our heart. That's what has to happen. The word has to go into the good ground of our heart. It is necessary to get the sowing into the past tense before the seed can begin its work. You've got to put the word in your heart. The scripture tells us to hide it in our hearts so that we won't sin against him. The word itself is a guard against sinning against God. Amen. But it's got to be received into the good ground of our heart. 
believing that God has already heard our prayer before, B-E-F-O-R-E, before the blessing is manifested, is the good soil in which the imperishable seed, which is the word of God, grows and bears fruit. I'll give you that again. The actual believing that God has already heard our prayer before the blessing comes to bear, before it's manifested. This is the good soil in which the imperishable word, which is his seed, grows and bears fruit. That means that if we want to harvest, if we want to receive what we have prayed for, the word has to be planted down in our heart. And the soil is our heart. We've got to have our hearts right. And the word planted in our heart. Before it can grow and bear fruit, believing that God has heard our prayer before the blessing is manifested is the good soil in which the imperishable seed, his word, grows and bears fruit. I'll say it again. Believing that God has heard our prayer gets the seed into the ground, and then, and not before then, it goes to work. All right, let me help you. At the grave of Lazarus, we've all, we've studied about that. We know what happened. Jesus said, while Lazarus was still dead, Jesus, when Jesus started talking, Lazarus was still dead. He had died, he'd been dead a few days, and he was still dead. John chapter 11, verse 41. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verse 41. Mm Mm-hmm. When Jesus showed up, as you recall, Lazarus was not only dead, he was most sincerely dead. He'd been dead a few days. Martha said that he stunk. Amen? So he'd been dead there a bit. It reads, Then they took away the stone from the place, John chapter 11, verse 41. The Gospel of John chapter 11, verse 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. Now, he was in the grave dead. All right, Jesus is about to say something. Jesus lifted up his eyes. And said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. So that means 
that Jesus openly acknowledged Father had heard his prayer of faith. while Lazarus was still in the tomb, dead. Okay. Here is a tip, saints. This is a tip if you're willing to receive it. The sick who pray for healing ought to say before the healing materializes, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. The prayer of faith is believing our prayer is heard before the answer materializes, before the answer is manifested. First John, in the back of the Bible, First John chapter 5. First John chapter 5. First John chapter 5. And we're going to begin with verse 14. First John chapter 5. And we're going to begin with verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. This is why we pray for God's will to be done, as Jesus taught us, instead of marching in there assuming that our will is the will of God. Because there are those times, and see, you have a prayer language to help you out, where what you're asking for isn't how God wants to work it out. It's the way it is. God has an opinion of his own, and we ought to honor it. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. You know, God reserves the right to say no. I know the saints don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. He reserves the right to say no. He's God. He can do that. If you don't have a place in your faith for that, um, clear out some of that religious garbage and make room. Amen? Praise the Lord. God reserves the right to say no to you. Really? Amen. He can say yes. He can say no. He can say, wait. He can say a lot of things. Stop trying to put God in a box. Amen? It is before having experienced or being conscious 
of any change whatsoever that faith rejoices and says, it is written. When we ask for healing, we are to open our mouths and say on the authority of God's word, I thank you, Father, that you have heard me. We need to acknowledge that. Faith refuses to accept as a reason or excuse for doubting anything contrary to the word of God. Faith sees the health and strength bequeathed to us already belonging to us because of the death of the testator of the will. By his death, the will is in force. Well, which death is that? Well, let's go there. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 13, we're going to look at it. Matthew chapter 8, verse 13. You know, further on in the Bible, and I think it's in the book of Revelation, I think so, I'm pretty sure. The Bible declares that Jesus was actually slain before the foundation of the world. Because once God decides it, it's so. That's what. Once the decision is made by the Godhead, that's it. Amen. That's it. So Jesus could say, based on the word of God, the will of God, in Matthew chapter 8, verse 13, he could say to the centurion, centurion, go thy way, and as thou hast believed, you've already believed this, you see, go thy way, as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed the selfsame hour. See, when the man showed up to Jesus, he already believed that Jesus could heal his servant. It was already in his heart. It was in the affirm. I know he can heal him. I'm going to get the job done. And so Jesus could say to him in return, go on home. As you have believed, so be it done unto thee. And so the servant was healed. But the believing came first. Some people want to wait till they can see something in the natural before they'll believe it, but that's not the way it works in Scripture. Jesus says to us in Matthew chapter 8, verse 13, As thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. So when you come to pray, bring your believing with you. With our natural eyes, we can see only the temporary, inferior things of earth. But with the enlightened eyes of our understanding, we behold the superior, satisfying, and lasting realities of God's spiritual, and eternal kingdom. 
Really? Yes. We've talked about this already. God said to Abraham, a father of many nations have I made thee. All right, that meant that the moment God said that to Abram, he'd already done it. Abram was being informed of what God had already done. Since God stated this promise in the past tense, I have made thee, already done, Abram did the same and acted his faith by taking his new name, Abraham, which means the father of a multitude. That's how it works. All right. Let me come a little closer to, to, to home. Let me come a little closer to home. A man placed a certain amount of money in the pocket of his wife's coat, telling her that he had done so. He asked her if she believed him. She said, I certainly do, and began to plan how she would spend it. She actually had this money before she saw it. She had this money before she saw it. She believed she had this money before she saw it. She actually had this money before she saw it. Why do we believe the word of others and then demand proof from God who cannot lie? All right. Well, faith is still the evidence of things which are not yet seen. Do you have faith? Do you have evidence? Faith is believing that you have what God says you have and believing and behaving accordingly before you see or feel that you have it. Faith is believing that you have, just like that lady did, what God says you have and behaving accordingly before you see or feel that you have it. She believed that she had it, and she had started in her mind making plans how she was going to spend it. He didn't have to tell her twice. Jonah understood that his deliverance was done. Really? Yes. And where did he come to this startling conclusion? Well, it was in the depths of the sea, I can tell you that. He referred to his symptoms 
as lying vanity. Lying vanity. Let's go visit with Jonah for a minute. Jonah can help us out here. Jonah can help us out. Jonah chapter 2, beginning with verse 7. Jonah chapter 2, beginning with verse 7. Amen. This is what Jonah had to say. We've talked about Jonah several times now. So it's hard to forget who Jonah is. In verse 7, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of what? Thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. See, Jonah had a made-up mind in the wrong direction, and God had to help him see the light. If you're going to sit there and look at your circumstances that don't line up with the scriptures and exalt them over what the word says, you're in trouble. It's not going to work that way. If all you do is put what you see in the natural above what the word says, you're in trouble. You look at your checking account, and it's not telling you that you can pay that upcoming bill yet. If you keep your eyes focused on what they say is in your account versus uh, what Jesus has for you, you're in trouble. You need to focus your mind on Philippians 4.19. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. Jesus, my Lord, come on. You're either going to believe the word or you're going to be in trouble. Amen? Jonah decided to sacrifice with the voice of thanksgiving while he was still in the belly of the great fish. Well, it worked because he lived to preach again. The reason that many saints are not getting What they pray for is that they keep their blessing off in the future. Well, what do you mean by that? Let me help you. They lock it into the future tense as though Jesus has not already gone to the cross. This is what we call hope. Hope looks to the future. And not faith. Why? Because faith takes the blessings now. Mark chapter 11 is a take the blessings now scripture. It's a faith scripture. Amen? It's not telling you to have hope for the future. 
It's telling you, receive now. Were the gifts of God for our soul and body merely promised gifts, we would have to wait for the promiser to fulfill his promises, and the responsibility would be on him. But all of God's blessings are offered gifts as well as promise. And as a result, they need to be accepted and received. The responsibility for their transfer to us is ours. We have to believe, receive, and appropriate faith the way God says to. This clears God of all responsibility for any failure. The primary reason that you were not saved earlier than you were is that you did not take what God had provided and was offering to you. Yes, that's one of the primary reasons you were doing something else. God was not making you wait. You were making him wait. Some say, God will heal me in his own good time. This is only hope. And not faith. Faith takes what God offers now. Yes, I know. Some of you are going to have to recast the message so that it can sink in. Amen. And if you have questions, you may ask the Lord. You may ask the Holy Spirit. You may write pastor at gproom at outlook.com. But whatever you do, recast and do something. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Brother Bill. Praise the Lord. Do you have at least one praise report? I have a bunch of them. I want to start with mine. It goes along with what you're teaching tonight. During one of these fasts, I felt the Holy Ghost put it in my spirit to to keep quoting Psalms 35, verse 26, and the Lord takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. And you know what? He started blessing me after that. He has really blessed me, and I just praise you for that, Lord Jesus. I give you all the praise and all the glory. And I have some wonderful testimonies from the saints. Let's start with Dagmar. She says, thank you, Lord Jesus, for setting me free today and deliver me from evil forces from my generations and from my own sins. Years ago, I was deceived and led to the third heaven, not knowing it was a second heaven. Afterwards, I heard Dr. Peck's teaching and learned that one soul or fractions of my soul don't come back until judgment. The torment in my life increased so badly that I didn't think 
that I didn't go without thinking about suicide 24-7 for years. I did not even remember this event anymore until the Holy Spirit brought it up during the fast. My soul delivered fully today by Jesus, and I'm very grateful for all he's done and will do. Thank you, Pastor Sabrina, Brother Bill, and MIC and MOM Saints for your prayers and support in receiving my miracle from our Lord Jesus. Thank you so much. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus, that Satan is drifting out. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, praise you, praise you for that one. What do you think about that praise report, Pastor? Well, it was a momentous moment for me as her pastor, for her, for you, for the kingdom of God. Yes. You know, because we clearly understood what that meant. In the New Apostolic, um, I'm not going to call it that, Reformation, many of the ministers falsely led saints, ignorant, gullible saints, to believe that you could go to the third heaven if if they'd lead you there. The Bible clearly says that if anybody comes up any other way, they're a thief and a robber. And actually what they did without realizing it, many of them, was to have idolatry toward the ministry and the minister because they exalted what the minister and the ministry purported instead of what the scriptures say. So we had to lead that sister through, well, actually, it didn't quite work that way. Actually, I opened my mouth and I made a plea to the Lord, one that I had never made before in my entire life. Because this is what happens. When they say, well, you want to go to the third heaven and you like a dunce because you don't know any better. You're just really gullible and very vulnerable. Yes, I want to go. Guess where you get led to? The second heaven where all the demons are. You don't get to the third heaven. Our transport from earth to heaven is God the Holy Spirit. Nobody else. You can't substitute a ministry for God the Holy Spirit. So she got led, like many others have, to the second heaven where all the demons were. And what do they do when you show up? They capture your soul. And those persons' souls can't be dealt with again until the judgment. I clearly understood that before I began to approach the Lord and to pray. That there was an answer already in my face, and it was no. But I went before the Lord just the same. And God released her. And I don't know of anyone else, anywhere else on the earth that has received that blessing. This wasn't just, um, oh, Jesus, by the way, could you? No, this was not one of those kinds of prayers. I actually placed my faith on the line. Of course, I do that for you all all the time but not quite like this. And the Lord released her. 
all into Tuesday. I'm, I'm still thanking the Lord for what happened on Sunday. You see, this is not an ordinary ministry. This is not the churchgoer ministry. This is a ministry for people who want to be fully committed, surrendered saints of the Most High God. If all you want to do is is to go to church and be a church saint and say nicey little things about people and talk about them behind their back and do what the, those other folk do, this is not the ministry for you, dear. We're a different kind of saint here. We're the blood-bought, redeemed of God, and we believe the word. We walk in faith. We don't sit here for 18 years and refuse to develop faith play around with the gifts of God. We don't trample on the blood of Jesus. This is a church, a God-established church, and we walk and live the word of God. So I'm still thanking the Lord for what he did. And I probably will continue for the rest of my life. It was a life-changing experience for both myself, Sister Dagmar, and Brother Bill. And I hope you understand in part what I'm saying. If the Lord had not answered us in the affirmative, her soul would have still been lost. and life is in the power of the tongue. Brother Bill. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And all I could say is, Dagmar, you are the first one. That's all I could keep saying. You're the first one. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that, that you do listen to our prayers when we ask you. Praise you for that, Lord Jesus. Praise you. Such an honor to serve you. And I've been praising, thanking you too. Praise you, Lord Jesus. All right. Let's get to the other praise reports. Wow. Trish has a praise report. Thank you, Holy Spirit and saints, for intercessory prayer. We contacted another roofing company to provide an assessment of previous substandard work done on our roof. I requested prayer. This new company would return our call soon because they were very busy, and they did call back within a few days, and we'll be providing a roof assessment in 10 days. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Amen. And thank you, Holy Spirit and MON Saints, for intercessory prayer. God is good. My husband and I made it through the first round of interviews. He is he has his second interview next week. Praise the Lord. Thank you for your mercy and grace. Now, Denise has a praise report. Praise the Lord for revealing some of my hidden things in my life. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for supernaturally putting a sermon by Pastor Sabrina, a healthy tongue from my home screen into the search engine. I needed it. Thank you for the correction in the fast scriptures and through the sermons delivered by Pastor Sabrina that you are providing my needs in this area of all 
Monies. Thank you for all healing that UTI and restoring my energy. I praise you and give you glory to the name that is above every name. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. Now, Dana has a praise report. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Our Heavenly Father is awesome. The trial thing claims court for the financial exploit. Of my great aunt was today After a diligent search I located the evidence Of a third of the funds That I requested reimbursed for But surmised That a small judgment Was better than allowing that person To be justly enriched The Lord stepped in Thank you Jesus That individual did not attend court So the judge rendered a verdict In the full amount plus court costs Which I had not requested. God is so wonderful. Additionally, in the Global Prayer Wars prayer room, I requested, a, I posted a prayer request asking the Holy Father to intervene for the judge to render his holy verdict. I was astounded. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Praise your holy name. Now, Tiffany says, praise God. He did it again. He healed me in a the pain on the left side of my head, face, mouth, and he heard me and guided me in what I needed to do and showed me favor, praise, honor, and glory. It's all yours. Thank you, thank you, thank you, love. Tiffany, now Denise has a praise report. A service provider, a service provider, messed up an appointment so my next two bills will be half off. Praise the Lord. I've been praying about household issues, and the Lord helped me solve two issues. One of my faucets was dripping, and the bolt just needed to be tightened. Number two, one of the toilets was running and started to make crazy sounds. My sister in Christ told me that the flapper in the toilet was running, and I noticed after I adjusted the flapper on the noisy one that it it needed one, too. So I ordered two and installed them myself, and praise God, there's no more running and the crazy sounds coming from the other. Who knew that such a little part could cause such trouble? Thank you, Jesus. Well, praise you, Lord, that you always show us a way out of those messes. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. And Caroline has a praise report. Praise and adoration to our awesome holy Godhead, Sister Babs, who has been praying from the effect of the COVID injection, went back to the doctor who gave her a negative report, and she sent it back, told her she was crazy, she was leaving, and they admire her, and after that, she went through the burn on the radiation of the skin and was intact, and the faith was most patients declined when they heard the diagnosis and deteriorate and died, hallelujah, but she didn't praise you, Lord Jesus. Now, Kevin has a praise report. Lord, I thank you very much for protecting my family and myself when I went back to Philadelphia to visit my dad. I thank you for the protection on the airplanes, on the roads, while spending the night in the airport, and keeping watch over my home so that Noel and AK were safe and secure. I thank you for protecting us from things which we are not even aware of folding the plans of the enemy. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that. Now, Dana has a praise report. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your mercy and grace. Bless the Lord for the grace he provided while driving today. He is a good, good Father. Jesus, bless his holy name. 
Now, SM has a praise report. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, for in Jesus' name, I give you praise, glory, and blessings. I receive protections at work in spite of some evil forces at work. God always wins. Now, saints, we're going to dog off there because we have to do the adjudications. But praise the Lord. We have more. We'll read Friday. And I give you all the praise and all the glory. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, Lord Jesus. Now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. The saints are growing. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, saints. Here goes. We are requesting adjudication from the righteous judge concerning several people with autism and intellectual disabilities, as they are called have been legally euthanized in the Netherlands in recent years because they said they could not lead normal lives, researchers have found. Isn't that interesting? Some group of uh, humans decide to kill you because they decide that you can't live a normal life as if they are the determiners of what normal is. Isn't that interesting? The cases included five people younger than 30 who cited autism as either the only reason or a major contributing factor for euthanasia, setting an uneasy precedent that some experts say stretched the limits of what the law originally intended. In 2002, the Netherlands became the first country to allow doctors to kill patients at their request if they met strict requirements, including having an incurable illness causing unbearable physical or mental suffering. My. You go to your doctor to get killed now. That's not so good, (laughs) but it has been working that way lately. Between 2012 and 2021, nearly 60,000 people, do you know 60,000 people? Nearly 60,000 people were killed at their own request, according to the Dutch government's Euthanasia Review Committee, to show how the rules are being applied and interpreted The committee has released documents related to more than 900 of those people, most of whom were older and had conditions including cancer, Parkinson's, and ALS. Irene Tuffy Wing, a palliative care specialist at Britain's Kingston University, and her colleagues reviewed the documents to see how Dutch doctors were dealing with euthanasia requests from people with autism or with lifetime, lifelong mental impairment. They published their findings in the journal of BJ Psych Open in May. <sighs> Among <sighs> the 900 publicly posted case files, 39 of them were autistic and or intellectually disabled, as they term it. 
a handful were elderly, but 18 of them were younger than 50. Many of the patients cited different combinations of mental problems, physical ailments, diseases, or age-related difficulties as reasons for seeking euthanasia. 30 included being lonely as one of the causes of their unbearable pain. So they're seeking to be put to death because they're lonely. Eight said the only causes of their suffering were factors linked to their intellectual disability or autism, social isolation, a lack of coping strategies, or an inability to adjust their thinking. There's no doubt in my mind these people were suffering, she said. But is society really okay with sending this message that there's no other way to help them and they're just better to be dead? Other countries, including Belgium, Canada, and Colombia, have legal euthanasia. But but the Netherlands is the only one that shares detailed information about potentially controversial death, providing the best window into emerging trends in assisted dying. Still, its records are limited to what doctors disclose. So there could be other factors that weren't released or cases where the patient's autism or intellectual disabilities weren't noted. Because the committee releases only select records, it's also possible to know the true number of people. It's also impossible to know the true number of people with autism or intellectual disabilities killed at their own request. Among the eight patients cited by researchers were an autistic man in his 20s. His record said the patient had felt unhappy since childhood and was regularly bullied and longed for social contact but was unable to connect with others. The man, who was not named, chose euthanasia after deciding that having to live this way for years was an abomination. Well, guess what? The scriptures don't say that that's an abomination. The records also included an autistic woman in her 30s who also had borderline personality disorder. She was offered a spot in a supported living center. But her doctor said she could not maintain relationships and deemed contact with others too difficult. In one-third of cases, Dutch doctors concluded autism and intellectual disabilities were untreatable and that there were no prospect for improvement, the researchers wrote. Lord, I tell you, sometimes these people tempt you to us to want to ask you to resurrect the man from the Gadarene. Seriously, there's something else. Simon Baron Cohen, director of Cambridge University's Autism Research Center, said it was abhorrent that people with autism were being euthanized without being offered further support. He noted that many autistic people struggle with depression. Well, people who are not autistic struggle with depression. 
which could compromise their ability to make a lawful request to die. He also said an autistic person asking to die might not grasp city of the situation. Dr. Bram, a Dutch psychiatrist, was disturbed that young people with autism viewed euthanasia as a viable solution. Some of them are almost excited at the prospect of death. They think this will be the end of their problems and the end of their family's problems. A representative of the Royal Dutch Medical Association said it was up to doctors to decide if someone meets the criteria for euthanasia. The group said many cases involving patients with autism were highly complex and that age itself is not a decisive factor to determine whether a person suffers unbearably. Casper Ross, an ethicist and public health professor at Belgium's Gent University, kinds of people seeking euthanasia in both the Netherlands and Belgium have shifted in the past two decades. When euthanasia was legalized, he said, the debate was about people with cancer, not people with autism. Tim Staten, director of the Canadian Institute for Inclusion and Citizenship at the University of British Columbia, wonders if the same thing is happening in Canada, which arguably has the world's most permissive euthanasia laws and which doesn't keep the kinds of records that the Netherlands does. Helping people with autism and intellectual disabilities to die is essentially eugenics, he said. Well, (laughs) so we are thanking the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Americans' household debt surpassed the historic $17 trillion for the first time ever, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York reported. Made consumer debt in the United States hit $17.5 trillion. Have you ever seen $17.5 trillion? I haven't. If you have, send me a picture. In the first quarter of 2023, an increase of $148 billion or 0.9% from the first, fourth quarter of 2022. That debt load has spiked by $2.9 trillion since the end of 2019. During the January to March period, the increases in debt were seen across all categories, with larger balances for mortgages, home equity lines of credit, auto loans, student loans, retail cards, and other consumer loans. According to the New York Fed report, mortgage balances increased by $121 billion in the United States, bringing total mortgage debt to $12.04 trillion. Auto loans increased by $10 billion over the last quarter, totaling $1.56 trillion. Have you ever seen $1.56 trillion? Well, I haven't. Student loan debt increased moderately to $1.6 trillion. The rise in household debt becomes, comes as federal officials have continued raising interest rates to tame inflation. 
This month, the Federal Reserve hiked interest rates by 0.25 percentage points, bringing rates to between 5 and 5.25%. This marks the 10th hike since the Fed began to increase rates since last March. According to the report, credit card balances were flat, holding at $986 million. However, this is the first time in more than 20 years that there hasn't been an outright decline in credit balances, New York Fed researchers said. This suggests that consumers aren't cutting back after heavy holidays be using credit cards to finance daily, daily spending due to the rising cost of goods and services. Typically, the first three months of the year bring a bit of a breather for credit cards as consumers pull back on spending and pay down some debt with the help of New Year's resolutions or tax refunds. The fact that they didn't fall in quarter one this year doesn't bode well for the rest of the year, said Matt Schultz, chief credit analyst at LendingTree. Increases in credit card debt can either can be either sign of confidence or struggle, according to Schultz, except in times of economic catastrophe, like the onset of the pandemic or the Great Recession. Credit card debt just continues to grow, Schultz said. Those two events are the only time in decades in which we have seen a meaningful decrease in credit card debt. The share of current debt becoming delinquent increased for most debt types, but for the most part remained below pre-pandemic levels, according to the report. The refinancing boom helped households' financial positions, New York Fed researchers noted. During the pandemic, 14 million mortgages were refinanced, allowing for $430 billion of home equity to be extracted through cash-out refinances. About 64% of those actions were homeowners refinancing to a lower rate, which allowed for an average payment reduction of 220 per month, according to the researchers. The mortgage refinancing boom is over, but its impact will be seen for decades to come, said Andrew, director of household and public policy research at the New York Fed, in a statement. As a result of significant equity drawdowns, Mortgage borrowers reduced their annual payments by tens of billions of dollars, providing additional funding for spending or paydowns in other debt categories. Additionally, auto loan delinquencies for younger borrowers, those under the age of 40, surpassed pre-pandemic levels. With inflation driving up car prices, The average payment is hovering around $700 a month, Rossman said. For some people, a car payment might be rivaling a rent payment. But then again, rent has gone up so much that I think think it's that cumulative effect, Rossman said. Higher prices on a lot of things, higher interest rates. 
I feel those trends are colliding in a negative way, unfortunately, for a lot of households. So we thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning that. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Africa experienced a significant decline in tree cover last year, amounting to around 3.6 million hectares which is 14,000 square miles, recent data has shown. According to the study by the University of Maryland, which is available on the World Resource Institute's Global Forest Watch platform, around 800,000 or 3,000 square miles of this compromised primary or old-growth tropical forest. The Democratic Republic of the Congo, where primary forest loss remains persistently high, accounted for the majority of the decline. The country is said to have lost over half a million square miles in 2022 as a result of agricultural expansion into primary forest areas in response to rising food demand. While losses in countries such as Angola and Cameroon have accelerated, Ghana has experienced a dramatic increase in tropical primary forest declines in recent years, mostly within protected areas. With a 71% score, the report says Ghana had the highest proportion of losses of any tropical country in 2022. In 2022, the country lost 18,000 square miles, as far as we understand, while the area of the primary forest loss is relatively small. Ghana has had little primary forest remaining, the study suggests. Some of the losses are associated with cocoa production, timber harvesting, fire, and gold mining activities while Gabon and the Republic of Congo continue to have low rates of overall primary forest loss. It has shown that protecting primary forests helps mitigate climate change by avoiding emissions from land use and land use change, supporting a stable carbon reservoir, and acting as a major sink for carbon. Representatives of 145 countries signed the Glasgow Leaders Declaration on Forest and Land Use at the UN Climate Summit in 2021, committing to halt and reverse forest loss by the end of the decade. After a year after the declaration, instead of consistent declines in primary forest loss to meet that goal, the trend is moving in the wrong direction. The WIR says. So we're thanking the Lord, the righteous judge, for adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. The Pentagon has chosen General Dynamics Land Systems and America Rhine Metal Vehicles as the two finalists in a bid to field a replacement for the Bradley Fighting Vehicle. 
The U.S. Army announced the decision on Monday saying that the two weapons giants will vie to create the new XM-30 mechanized infantry combat vehicle, which it hopes will be completed sometime before 2030. Contracts for the early development stage are worth a total of $1.6 billion between the two companies, while the Pentagon is expected to devote some $45 billion to the project by the time it is finished, according to Defense News. A winner will be given a full production contract in 2027, when the military will decide how many units to order and the first vehicles are intended to be operational by 2029. Before then, the awardees could be expected to produce up to 11 different prototypes. Originally dubbed manned fighting vehicle, the XM-30 will be a tracked vehicle with anti-tank capabilities, much like the Bradley, but is expected to feature a hybrid electric engine and have some autonomous systems, the Army has said. While a similar competition to replace the Bradley was held in 2019, the Pentagon was forced to scrap its plans after receiving only one bid. It later launched another effort with five firms submitting bids, including the manufacturer of the Bradley, Britain's BAE system. The military hoped to choose three companies for the detailed design and prototyping phase of the development, but Doug Bush, the Army's Assistant Secretary for Acquisition, Logistics, and Technology, explained that officials wanted to ensure they had enough resources to keep the program afloat. We now have information we didn't have before, including the bids themselves, which informed us about the overall resources required by the program, he told reporters on Monday. The equipment made by GDLS includes the M1 Abrams main battle tank and the striker-wheeled armor vehicle. Rhine Metal, which is based in Germany, designed the Leopard tank, many of which have been donated to Ukraine by several NATO members. The Bradley fighting vehicle has made headlines in recent months after the White House agreed to supply the weapon to Ukrainian troops, part of more than $40 billion in direct military aid to Kiev since the conflict with Russia erupted last year. According to the New York Times, at least 17 of the 113 Bradleys provided have already been damaged or destroyed by Russian forces, or about 15% of the total. So we are requesting and thanking the righteous judge for the his adjudications concerning this. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning an overwhelming majority of Americans oppose allowing men to compete on women's sports teams and remain divided on other aspects of LGBT ideology, according to a new poll. The poll conducted by Gallup from May 1 to 24 asked 1,011 adults about their views on the hot-button issue of trans-identified men participating in women's sports and chemical and surgical procedures performed to make one more like the opposite sex. The survey had a margin error of plus or minus four percentage points. 
When asked if transgender athletes should be able to play on sports teams that match their current gender identity or should be only be allowed to play on sports teams that match their birth gender, 26% thought trans-identified athletes should be allowed to compete against the opposite sex, putting women at a disadvantage. By contrast, 69% said trans-identified athletes should be required to compete against athletes of their same sex. This represents a shift from May 2021, when 34% of respondents said trans-identified athletes should be allowed to compete on opposite-sex sports teams compared to 62% who thought athletes' participations on sports teams should be based on their sex. Support for allowing trans-identified athletes to compete against the opposite sex has decreased among Americans of all political persuasions in the past two years, while support for patient on one sex has increased among Democrats who have heavily embraced LGBTI ideology, support for letting trans-identified male athletes compete on women's sports teams collapsed from a, from a majority of 55% in 2021 to 47% in 2023. This year, a plurality of Democrats surveyed, 48%, that athletes should be required to compete on teams that align with their sex. Larger majorities of Republicans, 93%, and Independents, 67%, favored requiring athletes to compete on sports teams that correspond with their sex compared to 2021, when 63% of Independents and 86% of Republicans thought that biology should determine athletes' participation on sports teams. The survey comes as nearly two dozen states have enacted laws requiring trans-identified athletes to compete on sports teams based on their sex rather than how they choose to identify. These states include Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, West Virginia, Virginia, and Wyoming. Supporters of requiring athletes to compete on teams that align with their sex point to be to the biological differences between men and women as the justification for their position. USA Powerlifting lists some of the factors that give males an advantage over females in athletics as increased body and muscle mass, bone density, bone structure, and connective tissue. A study published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine in December 2020 found that trans-identified male athletes maintain advantages over female competitors even after two years of taking female hormones. Among the real-world examples of trans-identified male athletes breaking women's sport records include the case of trans-identified male swimmer Leo Will, his name is Will Thomas, okay, who shattered women's swimming records after joining the women's swimming team. This and other examples have prompted states to take action to protect women's sports. Additionally, Americans gave a cool reception 
to the false concept that one can change their sex. When asked if it was morally acceptable or morally wrong for someone to identify as the opposite sex and take drugs or have surgeries to look more like the opposite sex, a majority of Americans, 55%, indicated they believe changing one's gender is morally wrong. That represents an increase from 51% who said the same in 2021. Unlike the issue of participation on sports teams, views on the acceptability of attempting to change one's sex varied based on partisan identification. A majority of Republicans, 84%, characterized changing one's sex as morally wrong in 2023, an increase from 76% who held that opinion in 2021. Independents were more split on the morality of changing one's sex with one half 50% describing such attempts as morally wrong in 2023. Two years earlier, an equal share of independents believed attempting to change one's gender was morally wrong and morally acceptable, 48%. While the share of Republicans and independents see changing genders as morally wrong increased in the past two years, Democrat views on the other matter went in the opposite direction. In 2021, 67% of Democrats thought it was morally acceptable change genders. That figure rose to 70% in 2023 as the share of Democrats who believe changing genders is morally wrong dropped from 31% to 29%. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning that. And, Brother Marshall, it's time to pray. It's time to call on the name of the Lord. That name that is above every name, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So what shall I render unto the Lord for his benefits? Then? Shall I take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord? King David, he understood this in Psalm 16, also Psalm 116. We thank you, Father, for the cup. We thank you for the giving us all and ask you to do for all the descendants of we give each one a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. We thank you, Father God. Father Abraham was a father of the faith. Who did he meet? He met Melchizedek. Who did he bring? What did he came? He came with bread and wine. Covenant meal. A covenant meal. We thank you, Lord. It's, it, it's, it's a historical thing, but it's much, much more than that. Do I understand it fully? No, I don't. But I do understand, Lord, that faith does come by hearing and hearing by the word. And the more we hear your word, sometimes we need to hear the corn, the wine, and the oil. We thank you that there's, a, there's an agreement there. There's an agreement of the Godhead, that they're praying together with us and we overcome the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. And we know, we know from what Jesus tells us in John 10, 10, the enemy comes, the enemy, the, the, the one who comes to deceive us, the, the subtle one, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and or destroy. He wouldn't mind doing all of it because that's his agenda. But Father God, we thank you that Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He give us. He knows that everyone is sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It isn't just in Romans. It isn't 
it's in it's in it was a first kings eight or something like that we know that everyone is messed up it, it, it's in ecclesiastes my goodness even in there there's no one righteous no not one apart from the blood of the lamb the lamb of god who was slain from before the foundation but we have to appropriate it he, jesus came into his own he came to all the jewish people jesus was a nice jewish man He's a little bit more than just the average Jewish man, but he was a nice Jewish man, but he came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, to them to believe on his name. You told us in your word to believe on the name of your son and love one another as you gave us commandment. And you're teaching me, and you're teaching all of us, little by little, more and more. We thank you for the awesome praise reports tonight. Thank you for the extraordinary deliverance for Dagmar. Thank you, Father God, that your arm's not too short to save. Thank you, Lord. You said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. And you have been teaching me little by little over the years, one little step at a time, another little step like Pastor Pat used to talk about. First you start praying, well, Lord, please give me a parking place. <laughs> My wife and I did pay for that, and you did give us parking places recently. Thank you for that, Lord. The little things, the little things, supernatural, little interventions, little favor, Father God, in Jesus' name, that that I had a man meet me, and I took my wife to, to the eye doctor's, Father God. And I would have gone the other direction. She said, no, 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 you go. But I said, I want to go down to go into the area where the doctor's office is. No, 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 you go up. Well, that's the opposite of logic. Why would you go up to go? Well, that's the way it worked, Lord. Because your ways are higher than our ways, a whole lot higher. I didn't know there was a bridge way up there at the fifth level of the parking garage. It took us over there to the building I wanted to go in. I didn't have to walk down all those flights of stairs. I just had to go up a bit of a ramp, Father God. And we thank you that you enable us to do things we don't even understand. I thank you, Father God, for hearing the prayers of many, many saints, Father God, over the years and teaching them line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, teaching us all what it means to just believe you because you can't lie. For all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. So we come boldly before your throne of grace because of the blood of covenant. You said we overcome the accusers of the brethren by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. And we don't love our natural lives as much as we love Jesus because he really is our life. So we call upon your name. We ask for adjudications in all these different situations, these different requests that Pastor Zabrina has just read through. And Father God, you said if any man thinks he knows anything. Where is that? It's in... Um, it's First Corinthians. Mm, it might be eight, chapter eight, or anyway. If any man thinks he knows anything, knows nothing yet as he ought to know. A lot of people are running to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Still, they forgot about the whole point. What happened in their garden? Father Abraham, I mean, excuse me, uh, Adam, the original Adam, which means blood in the face, ruddy face. Adam is made in the image of God was told that there's, there's in the middle of the garden, right in the middle of the garden, there's two trees, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of, of life. We all want to run to the tree of life because that's where there's life. And the other one <laughs> is, is a bunch of vanity. It's all vanity. It, it, it's, you know, Father, we ask you to forgive those people that are trying to do what's right in their own opinion. Way, way back when I was in high school, they talked about euthanasia would be a big thing in coming up, well, I didn't, never even heard of it. I thought it had something to do with young people over in China or someplace. No, that's not what euthanasia means. <laughs> I had no idea. But you've been teaching me all these years, Father God. So, Father God, 
what's been gone, done to those people in the Netherlands, I think, is that at least they're somewhat transparent, unlike Canada, at least somewhat transparent about what they're doing, because what they're marching to Satan's agenda, to kill, steal, and or destroy. And you warned us, Father. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You warned us, it was that in, in 1 John 4, First John, is that where it is, Lord? Put that in about a study about to get here. First John 4:15. If I remember, thank you, Holy Ghost. Help me, Father. Can anybody get that? Get any warmer? First John 4. Can anybody get that? Anybody get that? You said. Anybody get that? Anybody get that? Anybody get that? Is that where it is? It first chapter three. Can anybody? It's important. That's why it's important to look this up. I need. I know it's in the book. But it's basically says if we hate anyone, we don't have eternal life. There it is. It's First John three fifteen. The word says, "Whosoever hateth his his brother or his himself is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him." Well, Father, back when I was in college, you know, everything was going on. And I wasn't meeting up to my presumed expectations that, you know, I had a grandfather and uncle that were medical doctors. And I kind of felt a little nudged that way from my parents, especially my mother. But, Father God, I, I, I knew if I was gay and was black, I could get into medical school. But, but I was neither at the time. <laughs> I, I wasn't black. You know, I could get some shoe polish. I didn't work. But Father God, I couldn't get in. But there was a, one of my classmates who was both, and he he got in. He did flunk out right away. But he he his grades were not and they were not one as good as mine. But anyway, it's a bit of a challenge, Father God. So I tried to to do that business. I tried to hate myself and allow the devil to take me out, Father. So what I did, Father God, some people in the emergency room rescued me. And then I got to work as an emergency room nurse and do the same thing for others. I got to to stick a big tube down them and and put some charcoal down and pump out their stomachs. And, and I thank you, Father God, that you rescued me. Father, we ask you to rescue all these other people that didn't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Not just the the, the, poor, the young people and the old, the middle, whatever age people they are, Father God, that think that taking their own lives is a good idea. Maybe they can repent just before they leave their bodies. I don't know. And they still make heaven. It's possible. Because with God, all things are possible. Look what happened to Dagmar. With God, all things are possible. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you that you can rescue our souls. We thank you. What will a man give in exchange for his soul? Some of these people working as psychiatrists, doctors, with all their degrees and medical opinions, they're going eating from the wrong tree, Father God. And they're trying to steal your and hurt your children. And there's some people, oh, there's a lady, kind of about to get that, who had a son who was autistic, Father God. And she's made it her life long desire to find out how to heal autistic children. She's had great success, Father God. Her own son, who was diagnosed almost 20 years ago, has not been fully delivered, but she's reported many, many things. Some, some of the, the, she, she said there's, there's three main, main approaches that can really help people changing their diet and taking something to get rid of parasites, like fendesamide or whatever it's called, Panicure, and um, oh, something like um, C. 
CLO2, which, of course, is, you, know, you can't tell people to do that. You put in prison. In this country, you can use it to, uh, to wash fruits and vegetables in the grocery store to get rid of uh, bacteria and stuff. And you can use it to purify the water at the city treatment plant. But you can't use it to purify people and cure them from malaria and Ebola and everything else, although it works. Father guy. But she said if people would do those simple little things, the two of them are very cheap. And one of them is just a matter of choosing your food. Had great results. And then she found, Father God, there was another solution. Oh, my goodness. Who would have thought of this? What do we need to have inside of us to make our guts work? The gut is the main part of the immune system. We need to have friendly bacteria in there. And there's some people up in Canada that have a, have a, 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 a friendly liquid probiotic that works better than the capsules, Father God, even better than yogurt and kefir and all that stuff. It's, uh, what's it called? Mm. Vitabiosis, the name of the company. But she interviewed this guy, and there was one man. He was mother had to had to bathe him and dress him. He was about 17 years old. He couldn't follow through. He couldn't remember as with autism, which he probably got from a vaccine, a regular vaccine for kids. But he that's, that's where the rate's going up so much. That's what we hear. But of course, I could be wrong. But that's what we hear. But anyway, he couldn't do any of these things for years and years and years. And he took one dose of this liquid probiotic, and the next day his mother found he finished his shower, he was dressed, and he came down. And after he ate, he was able to be coordinated enough to rinse off his breakfast plate. So, Father God, one dose of a probiotic, a liquid probiotic, can, can change somebody who's autistic. Why do they need to commit suicide, Father God? Father God, we don't set. Yes, there is hope with God. There's more than hope. There's faith. And there's faith that we need to be hungry and thirsting for what you want us to hunger and thirst for, Father God, especially the living bread from heaven. They did eat angels' food because healing and deliverance is the children's bread. Take some meat for this is for you. He said if we discern the Lord's body, we will not be weak, sickly, or die prematurely, Father God. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you that there is healing and deliverance as part of the children's bread. And we thank you for helping all those children. We ask you to deliver the children. We know you don't want any of these children to die whether they're 50 years old or, or 12 years old or, or 16 or whatever. They, you don't want any of them to die. So, Father God, we ask you to rescue these people and rescue those people giving their medical opinions in, 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 in Holland and in Belgium and in, in China, wherever, every nation, Father God, in, in the United Kingdom, Father God, deliver those people in parts of Canada where they're actually wondering about this, whether this is a good idea, Father God. It's a good idea. If you're marching to Bill Gates and Satan's agenda of uh, what was it called? Eugenics. Eugenics. What's eugenics? It's just killing people because more like the Nazis thought, you know, these, these people were inferior. They need to go away. They need to be because some people have this erroneous conception that not all human beings are created in the image of God. Only they're the, they're the good ones and the rest are like trash. So, Father God, we ask you to deliver us from the psychopaths the psychopaths and, the, and the, the, the Nazis and all these people that come up with these demonic plans to steal, kill, and destroy, Father God. And you said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. You said, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee. So we take the cup of salvation, and you see the blood, and you see the blood upon our houses, and we continue to be your house and hold fast the rejoicing of the hope firm until the end so we can be at peace. We can be at peace because Jesus made peace by the blood of his cross. Father God, I didn't have faith to speak to the weather till I heard a very simple tale about increasing faith. And it was about a man who had a, a testimony. Father God, he, the Lord just spoke to him simple words, that still small voice. He said he was giving a tent meeting 
somewhere in South Carolina or someplace. He and but he he'd grown up in Africa. His mother had been a Hindu, but he had a supernatural transformation, became a Christian. But Father God, he was giving a tent meeting and talking, and he had terrible weather come in. He just said shalom, which is peace be still. He said shalom to the weather and atmosphere, and he was being filmed. And the the the, the, the tent meeting, the curtains were going sideways, and the hail and the rain. And as soon as he said it, within seconds, it was calm and peace because he said it. In the name above all names, the name of Jesus, the name above tornadoes, the name above demonically stirred up storms. So we thank you, Father God. We speak shalom to people's hearts and hypothalamuses and to the weather and atmosphere and the food and drink and all that we have a privilege to clean in the air to breathe. And we ask you to purify and sanctify for all those that are and will be saints, Father God, including those that have had the mistake of having parents that thought, well, you just need to get this little jab because it's going to be good for you. Well, you know, we did some jabs for us and for our children, but back back in the day, there were just a few. And, Father God, you've delivered me. And I've heard about people who had terrible side effects from some of those things, Father God. I had multiple hepatitis B shots when I worked as an ER nurse, Father God. But you delivered me. I didn't die. I, didn't, I wasn't incapacitated like some people have been. So we thank you. I thank you for your grace. <laughs> I didn't deserve it, Father God. But we ask you for your grace for many, many, many. Multitudes coming into the Valley of Decision. Multitudes. So we speak shalom to the weather, to the air, to the water, to the food, and all we're privileged to take advantage of. And we ask you, Father God, to send the Holy Ghost to grant each of us discernment, Father God, to the gift of discernment. It's up to the Holy Ghost to decide who he wants to give it to, Father God. But the gift of discernment, Father God, for those who say, well, maybe I won't eat that KFC. They used to think it was chicken. It used to be, but it isn't even chicken anymore. It's made from some hybrid meat thing. Father God, we ask you to give people discernment, Father God. They're not going to run off to, uh, to worship the marine gods at Starbucks anymore. They used to. And then they're going to say, well, I'm going to change my ways. They used to go to Target. They used to buy Bud Light. People are starting to wake up. We ask you to wake up a lot of people, Father God, a lot of people to know there's an agenda afoot to steal, kill, and destroy. And we thank you for waking up many, many people and drawing multitudes, multitudes, multitudes to the lover of their souls. Because that's why Jesus hung on that tree, to show us the supernatural love of the Most High God. And we thank you for that, that perfect love that casts out all fear, so we can be at peace. Even if the storm is raging outside, we just speak to it. We speak shalom in Jesus' name. And what does that mean in Jesus' name? Because we have the blood on our lips and in our heart. What's in our hearts? Do we have his blood pumping through us, or do we have just natural blood? Do we have the supernatural blood? Because Jesus was given supernatural life by the Father. So life cannot die in Hebrews 7:16, He has the power of an endless life. We thank you for that endless life living in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Father, we ask you to deliver those people from mammon and every other attra- attraction of this world, Father God, love of this present world, You putting themselves in deep, deep, doo-doo debt, Father God, delivering, delivering many, especially in the body of Christ, many people trying to get free from this nonsense, Father God. Now, back in the Old Testament, Father God, there was a year of jubilee. I think it was, was it every... 70 years, I think it was. And every seventh year, there was a, they gave the, supposed to give the fields a rest. Father God, we ask you to give the people a rest from this bondage, Father God, because we've been in a, super, we've been in a demonically inspired debt system, Father God. The whole U.S. dollar is based on debt. Debt, somebody owes somebody something, Father God. And we know they have plans to change it. They're not making it secret. Pat Holiday was given a little insight about this some years back. Father God, she talked about Trump and the reset. Father God, what does Trump have to do with it? Well, he has something to do with it. Do I understand it at all? No, I don't think he does either. But, Father God, 
We ask you to deliver us from every one of these plans to steal, kill, and to destroy. And we thank you, Father God, for helping people to be able to be free. You said you said you give us cut kind of it. We're not necessarily set free like flipping a switch. We are made free. It says in the King James version, and like it says in where is that in John chapter eight, we're made free. But he's, Jesus said to those that believed on him, if you continue in my word, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Progressively, day by day, week by week, month by month, as the Lord tarries till he comes again, till the Father says, go get your bride, son. We're made progressively more free, free from the spirits of stinking thinking. And we ask you to deliver those people that think they need to have the most fancy, shiny car, Father God, to, 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 to compare with their neighbors. Said he that compares themselves among themselves are not wise. Deliver some spirits of greed and corruption.
Jesus, the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. If children, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with and reveal the glory of God together. We thank you, Father God, for delivering all of us from every one of these plans and wild schemes to the enemy, Father God, including this nonsense, Father God.